So I've learned a lot of things over the past couple of weeks, one of which is that uh, I can be a little bit lazy when it comes to learning rhythm parts. Um, I'll spend an hour learning every nuance of a Stevie Ray Vaughan solo, uh, but then when it comes to something rhythm-oriented, like the main part of Wham! by Lonnie Mack, I'll just zoom right through it, and I'll do my best, and then I'll play it that way for 20 years, and then hypothetically, if I become an online guitar instructor, I'll decide to teach a lesson on that song. I'll go back and listen to the original and realize I've been missing a chord change for 20 years, and somehow it's only now registering. So that's the first thing I've learned, is that I can be lazy and overlook something obvious. The second thing I learned is related to the guy we're going to be looking at today, and that is Lonnie Mack was a monster guitar player and singer and songwriter. But go back and look up this album, this compilation, Memphis Wham. You'll find his initial recording of Wham right there. But there's 24 tracks on here. There is so much good music on this. I, ha I had no idea the versatility that he had. I have just had this on repeat. So that's just my little push. Go listen to some old Lonnie Mac. It is amazing. And so it was his uh, original recording of Wham that led me to this listen uh, to this lesson because it came up and I'm listening to it. And I'm thinking, oh, I should teach a lesson to it. And then it gets to this the very beginning of the song. I'm like, and so I go and I check the Stevie Ray Vaughan version. Sure enough, he was doing it too. And I realized I just went through it too fast and I completely missed the chord chains. And so I'm going to cover all that. And then at the end, I'll show you some ways that he, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, played a few things differently. If you're a member of our Locals program, and you should be, uh, you're going to get tablature with this lesson. Uh, if you've never heard of it, I'll talk about the Locals program at the end. But let's get right into our breakdown here. Now I'm going to be playing the key of E. On Lonnie's recording, it sounds like he's an F. I don't know why. On Stevie's cover, of course, he's an E-flat uh, for most of the times you'll hear him playing it. And so he will be playing an E-flat, even though it looks like he's playing an E. I'm just going to play it in E because that's what most people are going to be using anyway. Uh, so we're going to, you're going to see me picking with my fingers because I want to be very precise in what I'm doing here. But you can do everything that I'm doing here with flat picking as well. So you're going to start with a single hit on the low E string. Then you're going to go to the third fret and go three, two, three on the E, E, and G string. And you're going to slide up one fret to four, three, four. And then pick it again. It's not. It's not two hits, one fret apart. It's sliding into the first hit playing it again then open E and B string then up to the second fret of the E and B string and here is the part that I've missed for 20 years we go down to the A string because there's a quick four in this progression and so there's a couple of different things ways you can play this I'm going to start with the easiest one which is going back and forth between the open A and just the E and the B string. Okay. So there 
our top is just the E and the B string alternating between open and second fret, and our low note is the A string. Now, I have listened and slowed down and examined this recording a thousand different ways, and I cannot make up my mind exactly what chord Lonnie Mack is playing there. The safest way is just the low A string and these two notes like I just showed you. The next safest thing that you can do that I think improves the sound of it to be more like the original is to throw in the fifth here at the second fret of the D string. And you combine that with the two, the E and the B string. And so I'm muting the G string here with the under part of my ring, my middle finger. It sounds weird, but when you play these things at full speed, it starts to sound a little bit more like the original, in my opinion. The most important thing is to make sure you're hitting this low, the A string on the... The next obvious thing to do is to do something that Stevie used to do, and that is include the open G string. And that would sometimes get lost in the amount of gain that he used. It's easy to do that because all you need to do is keep your middle finger on the second fret here. I don't think that sounds right like the original. And so the last thing I want to propose, and I have no idea if this is right, but this is what I think sounds best in terms of bringing out the sound of the four chord, is to play both the D string and the G string at the second fret. You may disagree, and that's fine. I've just laid out the different options that you have. Just the open A string and the open B and E. Adding in the fifth here at the D string of the second fret. Adding in the open G string. second fret of the G string. All right. So that's our big complication there right at the very beginning. We start and we land on the four chord. Immediately after that, we go back to the one. And this is easy. We're just going low E string, barring the G, B, and E string at the second fret. You don't have to include the G if you don't want. These are the two critical notes and just a full E form chord. Now, one thing I'll point out, there are differences in the way that Stevie and Lonnie will do this sometimes. Sometimes 
Sometimes you'll hear a a double hit on the low note instead of just one. Okay. On the original recording, Lonnie's often playing one. Another thing, on some of the back and forth here, he's not always throwing the counter. Or he's strumming the rake so lightly that you can't hear it. Anyway, that takes us through bars one through four. to the four chord we're going to hit the low the open a string and then we're going to form this seventh chord we're going to bar the g the d g and b strings at the second fret and add in the uh third fret of the e string two hits there and now we're just repeating what we did at the beginning And then back to the one chord at bar number seven. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because on Lonnie's version, I distinctly hear... So if you were to form the five chord as an A form here... Okay? Barring the D, G, and B strings at the fourth fret... And then the second fret of the high E string... If you just put your, just take the top three notes of that chord and then add in your pinky on the fourth fret. Okay, so do that over the five. Then over the four, just slide it down two frets and now you're dealing with the open string. And so then he plays open to two. And you might be expecting to hear, but he doesn't actually throw in kind of a counter note there. And then that's the end of the 12 bar progression. Couple of other things that you can do there. You can go up here to an E form chord and you can go. I don't think it sounds quite right. But same. Okay, you can leave the high E string out if that. And now one last bonus. When Stevie played live with Lonnie Mack, there's a recording of them at the uh, American Caravan Show or something like that. You can see Stevie doing something with his fingers in this shape. And he has a very kind of open sound with what he's playing there. And I think what's happening is he's taking this A form chord and he's just barring the D, G, B, and E strings at the fourth fret. And then on the upstroke, he's adding in the E and the B string barred up at the seventh fret. It has this nice wide open sound. And so if you would add them together and 
obviously, if he just doubles up what Lonnie's playing, it's not going to sound as good as him playing. Okay. There's one other thing that I want to point out that Stevie would do is that sometimes when he was playing live, he would just kind of bar the second fret. And so he would just kind of bar the second fret of the D, G, and B string, add in the third fret of the, uh, or the fourth fret of the E string. And then he would just, just give a lot of vibrato on these notes here. And then instead of doing a, he would go open. So he'd be up. Dropping, going low, coming up. So that is, as best I can tell, uh, how to play the rhythm, the main rhythm for Wham, correctly. Uh, it is ex very hard to pick out exactly what Lonnie's playing because he always had this crazy vibrato effect on when he played. I think it was from the amp that he played. I think it was Magnetone. And so in my programs that I normally use to figure this stuff out, things are wavy where they're normally straight and it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, but if you get that chord change in there, what you do with the rest of it is kind of, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it's less important. So let me just give you one more plug for the Locals program. For the past, some of you are new to this channel and you're new to me. I've been doing this for a long ass time. Pardon my French. But I've been doing this full time since 2009. I started in 2007. And over that time, I have built up a library of courses. Uh, it's like there's over 60 courses in our library and it covers a lot of the favorite artists that you and I both have. I got technique stuff, all that. And so basically what you get when you join our locals program is you get access to all of our courses online 24 seven, and you get to study them in a fantastic online player that I've built myself that has a ton of different features. And if you want to see how cutting edge it is just come to the locals link that's in the description of the video come over here to tools and then look for this link check out our pro player orientation videos open that up come to our or orientation and then just go through these videos just click on any video and it'll load here you can watch it and you can basically see how our player works without ever joining and when you're ready we have you know listing all the different things here Member testimonials, you can read from members who have all kinds of things to say. And then down at the bottom, you can see our three pricing options, monthly, semi-annual, and annual. I have a Johnny Winter course that's going to be coming out in, around Christmas. And locals are going to get parts of that as soon as it's ready. Um, for those of you who like to buy courses, I do make them available once in a while. Uh, but I have a secret email list that you have to get on to be notified about that because my focus is primarily on our locals program. So check it out. And until next time, thanks for watching.